I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we've started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. I think you know the question I'm going to ask you. <laughs> I can guess. Are you discreet? Oh. 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 <laughs> What's happening? Bam. Cut to people having sex on the kitchen counter. Yeah, discretion is not the word I would use to describe anything that happens in this movie. You know, no one no, is very discreet. <laughs> not at all. Really, I think they should look the word up in the dictionary. No. Because they're not discreet. A, a oh, lot of uh, questionable choices. Yes. In this movie, you know? Hairstyles. Hairstyles. Everything. Uh, pet choices. Uh, oh. <laughs> rest in peace, bunny. Yeah. Rest Gone in too soon. peace. Gone too soon. Although, I wonder how that stew turned out. I wonder if they actually ate the stew that night. They were like, well, it was on the pot. I mean, I was wondering what we're going to have for dinner. You it know? seems like kind of a nice way of honoring the, the pet, really. I mean, yeah. just, you know. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's the least we can do. Although, yeah. this time when I was watching it, I did catch that there was a line that Alex said. And I I don't know if it was intentional or not, but it, it's right after they've had their their first, you know, rendezvous. Yes, and I know what you're talking she's about. Like, mm -hmm. She's like, oh, I'm a, I'm great with pets. I'm a great cook. I'm like, why did yeah. you put those two in the same sentence? What is I noticed that, Alex? that too. I, I, was like, I don't remember what? noticing that the last time I watched it. And I'm like, why? what? Is that foreshadowing? It seems like it. Yeah. Just a strange placement. <laughs> I never noticed it. Ah, oh, this film just, it's, uh, it's, once again, we talk about layers. Uh, I mean, it's it's got them. It's all. got them. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, it gives you everything, really. I mean, you yeah. get romance, you get drama, you get like psychotic horror, you get you yeah. know, uh, women behaving badly, which I always mm -hmm. love it. You know, always here Eroticism. for it. Eroticism. Yes, you get erotic. Uh, yes, yes. And just, I was shocked to see Jane Krakowski as the um the babysitter. Yeah, for like two seconds, what? and then she's gone. Yeah. <laughs> completely forgotten this yeah i had no idea wow yeah i always forget just like how much this goes to straight horror sometimes like mm -hmm. there are just entire sequences that are just like intense like for even oh, for an yeah. erotic thriller like like oh wow like this is really committing to the bit here <laughs> completely like there are some times when glenn close gets this little glint in her eye and i'm like this is maybe the scariest thing i've ever seen in my life i don't know it's i mean it's pretty scary in many ways it's a monster movie it, i mean yeah. it's it, she's uh, this i mean kind of frankenstein-esque monster like haunting the protagonist throughout the story like uh abducting kids and it's it's <laughs> it's really interesting like he doesn't create her in a sense but in some ways he kind of does by sleeping yeah. with her and you know uh uh but um of course he doesn't know what he's getting into and uh you know, no. uh, things, things go south pretty quickly, but yeah. I mean, the amount of men that kept it in their pants after this movie was released, it's got to be like an astronomical sum. I think there was this sort of fear of women entering the workforce more, and it's, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't for a couple years before you started to get more of the, um, the really yuppies in peril women mm -hmm. 
destroying entire family units that's kind of kicked that off really but um right yeah i i I would be interested to continue to read like what was going on in (laughs) some of the minds of you know like who who was like oh what if we made like a monster movie but we made it glenn close like just (laughs) it's it's just really interesting well it it seems as if the original idea was a little bit loftier they were kind of trying to make this very sort of straightforward thriller and right. then, of, of of course, we all know about the, the, the test screenings that went horrifically wrong, and they had to go back in and, and reshoot the last act of the film. And I know there were a lot of people that weren't really sold on the film, mainly because of that, because the character, for the first half of the movie, behaves in a, a somewhat logical way for someone who probably has a disorder the way that she does. But right. then it kind of shifts into like full on psychotic. And I know a lot of people had a problem with that. And they said, how dare you make this char- character into a monster because she's just a disturbed person who just is going too far. But I mean, right. I would say like once she did in the bunny, like that's when she lost me. So like, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of where I draw the line. I was like, well, now she is just full on psycho. So. To me, it makes some sort of sense that she commits to the bit at the end and goes completely right. off the wall. But it's just, I know Glenn Close didn't care for that. It, yeah, understandably. Uh, yeah. It's it, it's just it becomes a little hard to take seriously. And in some yeah. ways, that's why I kind of like it, though, because yeah, me too. I, I, <laughs> because it's just so over the top ridiculous. <laughs> like, I mean, you can be like, oh, it's offensive. But I'm like, I, I, it, it's just so ridiculous. Like, they're not even yeah. you know trying to go for quote-unquote realism here by the end of the movie and that's why it's entertaining to some degree (laughs) well and i had forgotten how quickly she shows the signs of being unstable like i thought the uh the wrist cutting was more towards the middle of the movie and it's like in the first 20 minutes i was like wait whoa that's extreme yeah and it and it comes with that big, like, musical stinger too it's like you're like oh yeah the the score in this yeah is is (laughs) is a big part of what makes it feel so horrific at times because yeah. it's just like fucking nuts and there's like jump scares scary. at times and it's yeah. just i mean when she does when she first shows the wrist it's like Brr! yeah it's so scary i was like oh this is yeah. this is getting under my skin spooky yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oof, those yuppies <laughs> oh they are in apparel uh happy february yes yes or from us <laughs> yes grab your loved one find a loved one kidnap their child Kill their bunny. <laughs> Gird your pets. <laughs> yes. In the, the universe of Fatal Attraction, which is, you know, expanding out to be a bigger franchise because we have a yes. series coming out this year. We'll see how that is. Well, I, I actually did a little bit of research on it because I, I was like, mm. I wonder if they've released anything. And I saw an article. I think it was like a bunch of people in, involved in the show and they were talking about what it's going to be like. And they said, apparently... They're going to take the original ending and have it to where he kills. He, it, it, it seems like he's killed her, even though she killed mm-hmm. herself. And he goes to prison. And it's really about Ellen, their daughter, trying to come to terms with this whole thing. So it's going to be told in like flashbacks and flash forwards and all this stuff. And I'm like, that sounds mm-hmm. different. I'm interested in that. Because they're like, hmm. we never find out how this is affecting Ellen. I'm like, you know what? We don't. We don't. Thank you for finally asking that question, Paramount Plus. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that could be interesting. 
Yeah, so at least it's like a we'll d- different kind of spin on the story, you know, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. I assume we'll get some flashbacks of Alex's life at That's what they were point. saying, yeah, because they yeah. were like, you know, why does she vomit when she sees a happy family outside their window? And it's like, right. I always right. assumed it's because she's pregnant and she has like a bit of, you know, nighttime sickness i don't know if that's a thing right sort of morning right. sickness i don't know but um yeah i just assumed that but everyone's been like no it's because she she's flashing back to some moment in her unhappy childhood and so i don't know hmm. we'll we shall see hmm. we shall see um i hope yes. they don't over explain things because oh, yeah. sometimes that's a little much like i'm thinking back yeah. to all the rob zombie era of halloween of like we need to have 40 minutes of backstory or we need all the backstory and uh, black xmas and i'm like i, I don't need yeah. i don't really need quite quite this much um sometimes people are just yeah. crazy and i mean yeah, yeah there are i, I don't always un- need to know the reasons why to be honest but <laughs> we'll see. just maybe she just had a really bad month before she met dan and was like this is the last fucking straw i mean i don't right. know she's she's just looking for love you know and uh yeah. has has not been able to find it God love her. Yeah. It's like nothing she does works. I wonder why. Nope. Nope. (laughs) She's got a murder scrapbook, though. I always appreciate a nice little (laughs) murder scrapbook. Of her father, who I, I, I'm assuming there must be something there. There must be some creepy shit there. Yeah. I guess there's some pretty spooky. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, I like uh, Lizzie Kaplan. I like Joshua Jackson. So Mm -hmm. I I think it could be, could be interesting. It could be terrible, but it could be interesting. I'll go in with an open mind and we'll see. And it's got Amanda Peet. Oh, yes. Yes. Amanda yes, yes. Peet. <laughs> Amanda Peet. <laughs> In the thankless role of Beth. Um, probably <laughs> yeah. hope she gets a little bit more to do. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, poor Beth. Although Ann Archer, God love her, she gives it her all. She tries to bring her to, to life and she succeeds quite admirably. But, yeah, you know, it, for not it, having that... much to do, like you said, yeah. Yeah, it's that sort of thankless, you know, supportive wife who just is so perfect. And you're like, why is he cheating on her again? She's like fucking gorgeous. And it's like, I don't get it. Yeah. Men are very weird. They're weird. And like anytime there's a kid brought into the picture, suddenly it's like the wife's fault for having children or something. I'm like, you were involved in this deal. Like you wanted this. We don't get to have sex anymore because our child is scared and has to sleep in the bed with us. I'm going to go find this random crackpot that I just met and uh, fool around on the weekend. Like, come on, come on, Dan. Get together, Dan. Good Lord. (laughs) Although, am I Uh, the only one who was always confused as to if their kid was a boy or a girl oh yeah i mean yeah. even this time around i wasn't really paying attention and then i was like oh right <laughs> that's ellen like, okay this is so just it it is so progressive for the mid 80s to have a yeah, non-binary I mean, child i guess <laughs> in, so, in yeah. movie. i was like how nice <laughs> look at that <laughs> yeah <laughs> very interesting <laughs> so good for them even if they weren't intending it yeah i love it it's nice <laughs> so great it is it is and the kid's so cute, too. You know, just walking yeah, around being yeah. like, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> and after the rabbit scene, oh, they're just so sad. And oh, it's, it's so it's, sad. Oh, depressing. And, and then they hear their parents fighting and they're like, why are you fighting? Oh, mm-hmm. oh man. I guess we shall see. I think it's April 30th. I was just looking at. So, Oh, that's pretty soon. All right. 
It is. It is. I don't know why they're not doing it in February, but like us, uh, come on. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, they'd have their own priorities since they just it's ate up Showtime. I don't know. They're very, very busy. Yeah, what the, hell, what the fuck's going on there? I don't, I don't. Showtime, which is now called Paramount Plus with Showtime. <laughs> like, if you're going to rename it, just go all the way. Just be like, it's the Paramount Network or something. Like, why, yes. why are we? It, it, it just seems so. It's just too much. Wordy. I mean, I mean I a little wordy. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't quite well, I'm flipping uh, through channels what do i watch should, should i watch uh, hbo or should i watch paramount plus with, with showtime <laughs> like, it's just it's just a lot you know <laughs> yeah i hope uh I, I i hope they give the actors a uh better name to promote their stuff with because that's gonna sound ridiculous on like good yeah, mo- morning america well the show is on a uh, paramount plus plus showtime and uh it's yeah like, it's, <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't sound just too much right. and like uh, who knows what's gonna get renewed from what they're currently oh, showing like yeah. i finally watched that and you watched it too right the uh, that um, i love that for you oh show. yeah it's a great show it yeah. was cute it was good yeah. mm-hmm. and i'm like is it gonna get renewed who fucking knows like i've, I've been checking but nobody knows because of all the yeah. shit that's going down so i'm trying to remember when i watched that i think i guess it was around the summer so you'd think they would have announced it by now right you think it's been you know i think it started airing almost a year ago and yet yeah they still haven't announced uh oh, but we'll see that's a shame uh, I did watch Sick. Oh, which was, yeah. Okay, it was oh. fine. Oh. It was fine. Like, sorry, I didn't have any strong feelings about this one, but uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to. I'll wait until you till you see it, and we can have a a conversation about it. But uh, okay, I will just say um, I can understand why it did not get a big theatrical release. It does feel like a sort of small streamer type horror movie, like something you see on Shutter or something else. Okay, um, it's uh. One of those. And uh, I'm, I'm glad that Kevin Williamson co-wrote it. Uh, there's not really much of a script to speak of for most of the movie, but okay, <laughs> cool that he wrote it. And uh, uh, yeah, um, it, it's more of this sort of home invasion thriller than it is a slasher movie to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet everyone's sort of <laughs> calling it this like Kevin Williamson slasher movie, but oh well. I watched that, but I watched something that I did love, which was the oh. uh, P- Pamela Anderson documentary. That oh, is great. I've been me- I have been meaning to watch that. I've heard wonderful yes. things about it. Yes, just dropped. Uh, wonderful. It is poignant. It is funny. It is harrowing. It is uh, great. It's got some scenes from her Chicago run at the end, which oh. is pretty cool. Um, and they're good. They're pretty good, too. Like, I, I didn't really know what to expect because I hadn't really heard a ton about her run. And I heard actually fairly positive things, and uh, she's yeah. pretty solid in it. So um, I, mean, I just heard uh, a few little bits of audio in one video, and I was like, you know, she pulls it off quite yeah, well. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's just, um, it, it it's not like super, I mean, you don't learn a whole lot that you probably didn't already know about. But um, it's just really interesting to, to see her sort of talk about her life in general. And uh, mm-hmm. she, she has this really great, like self-deprecating sense of humor about everything. And um, yeah, I just thought it was a great documentary. Um, I did see that um, in the last episode, we were talking about the haunting of Julia getting a release. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. immediately after this episode was recorded, I saw the Scream <laughs> Factory was putting it out as a fucking 4K. And I of was like, they mother of shit, how dare you? 
Mm-hmm. So if you're in the U.S. and you haven't already gotten the import, like big old dum dum here, um, uh, <laughs> it's coming out on 4K from Scream Factory soon. <laughs> uh, it's so annoying that like, <laughs> at least it's different studios that's doing it. A lot of times yeah. you see like Scream Factory or like Criterion will put out something regularly, like a regular mm-hmm. Blu-ray, and then like two years later turn around and put out the oh. exact same artwork and special features and everything else on a 4k and it's like why you just release the 4k to begin with I and of know. course it's because they want to make more fucking money because they know people are going to buy that and then turn around and buy the 4k later it's and it's so annoying ugh, it's annoying it, it, yeah it's like i it was annoying to me even before i had the 4k player but now it's really fucking annoying i'm like why yeah. are you doing this like stop right. it stop the madness no but no, they won't no, no. Because they've yeah. got 4,000 copies of Halloween to sell because you have to re-release mm-hmm. that every fucking year for some oh, r- yeah. reason. And every time, this is the transfer that has been approved by cinematographer Dean Cundy, even though it said he had <laughs> a, 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 approved every single one before this. Every single so which one is the real one, Dean? <laughs> I need you to tell me. He's just sitting there like, yep, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, that like, one's fine. A, <laughs> I, I think this one shot was greener the last time, but it doesn't really matter. Who, who <laughs> right, cares? That, it looks right. about right. <laughs> We lit that with the blue light. It's blue enough. I don't care. Where's my check? Thank you so much. Great. Of course, there's no extra special features because they've interviewed everyone they possibly can with these movies. There's nothing left. (laughs) There's no stone left unturned. What are you going to do? Be like, well, I was uh, I was in the wardrobe department for two days and um, Jamie Lee was really nice. She gave me a cup of coffee. Like, I'm great. the son of somebody who worked on the movie, and uh, this <laughs> yeah. is how the experience affected my life. <laughs> yeah. This is a documentary about me and my <laughs> my journey. <laughs> I was Jamie Lee's assistant's dog walker for, for three days during the making of this movie. <laughs> she once told me a really funny joke, and that was it. That was it. That's like okay, great. Thank, All right. Well, thank you. I'm so glad. Thank I, you for your I, contribution I to the, the legend. Forty yeah. fucking dollars for this 4K release. <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Uh, oh, but I what did watch um, In Search of Darkness Part Three. Oh, the uh, fucking six fucking six hours. hours of. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> And actually, you have more they, patience than I do. <laughs> they did have some fairly deep cuts. There were e- even some that I had never heard of. Like they were talking about these like Asian horror f- films that I wasn't aware of. There's one called like, mm-hmm. um, like Devil Fetus or something. I was like, this looks mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. I need to find mm-hmm. this. So like, there are some mm-hmm. that I I was genuinely like, oh, one I haven't heard fifty thousand things about. They they were like right. Blood Beach, and they have like. 10 minutes on blood beach i'm like wow you're not gonna see that very often <laughs> so every now and then i was ple- pleasantly su- su- surprised um That's they good. do some um some some good stuff about fright night part two which was oh, great nice. and that's nice and uh i was like wow okay this was actually kind of delightful that's good so i just don't have the patience for i mean <laughs> fucking six hours of, sorry i mean it took me three nights to watch it so okay <laughs> like, I was... all right so more of a mini series for you but yes <laughs> and that's probably understand. how they should have released it honestly but i think so because it, to watch that in one sitting it's a little masochistic if you ask me i mean yeah. i don't know how how, yeah. how you can do it yeah. even if it's good content i mean it's just it's a yeah. lot to have to take in and they're doing a 90s one too right i believe I something so about that. 
I think yeah. it's going to be a lot about like the you know straight to video stuff, which is yeah. something that we haven't really heard about a lot. Which I guess makes sense now because it's in that kind of for like the past 10, 10 years, it's been all about like let's go back to the eighties, and now it's time to go back to the nineties, which is going to be kind of right. weird since we lived it. Uh, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're officially old now. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Way back in the 90s. Ugh. 93 oh, was 30 years ago, as we talked about during our dark half. So crazy. So insane. Oh, so that should be fun. I'll see what they got to yeah. what they got to say about all those fun straight to video masterpieces. Yeah. yeah, it'll it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting. I just remember as a kid, all my parents, like all my parents, all my teachers and uh, my parents were, uh, you know, they'd always be like, well, back in the 60s, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And I'm like, why, why are you so obsessed with the 60s? And nowadays I'm like, well, back in the 90s, blah, 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 before <laughs> things were got terrible. And we so now I get it. I get our, it, folks. You know? Into our elders. Yes. It's it's happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just, it's a shocking turn of events. Meanwhile, Gen Zers are like, everyone. oh, back in the late 20th century and i'm like get out of here <laughs> get the fuck out slam that door behind you i don't want to see your face how dare you <laughs> this isn't the turn of the century what is this hello dolly fuck off <laughs> oh god <laughs> woof 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 put on your sunday clothes and jump into the river <laughs> shocking it's so shit is it is <laughs> Anything else happening lately? I can't think of anything. That's all I can remember. In the meantime, we are heading to 1987. Woohoo! I'm on Coke right now. Did Wall Street come out the same year? Uh, Yes, I think so. Greed is good. Yes, greed is good. Uh, Big big year for Mr. Douglas. Mr. MD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're like kind of post- or at least getting to the end of the Cold War here. So I think um, you start to see villains in movies becoming less like these big foreign evil monsters who are going to, you know, destroy your American way of life and more sort of the villain is one of us, um, which I think is kind of what propels a lot of these yuppies in peril movies. Um, yeah, it's no longer about this outside force from another country now it's just this person who either is already in your life or has entered your life and uh they've just come to fuck everything up um Mm. often it is women in this period for whatever reason uh although the stepfather also came out this year and in that case it is a dude coming in and fucking up everything so there's that Um, although like i i do believe it was probably originally intended to be as like a commentary on like you know as you said like women in the workforce oh big scary mm -hmm. they've got shoulder pads and big hair what are we going to do right but in some ways i've always found it a little more empowering for some reason (laughs) i'm like good for them good for you (laughs) all the glenn closes and rebecca de mornay's and jennifer jason lee's just fucking shit up i'm like good for you Right. I mean, they just come in and <laughs> the, as we as we've talked about when we when we talk about like witch movies and stuff, it's like the, the family unit is, is, is often already fucked up and them coming in. They don't ruin things so much as they just show like the issues that are already there within mm-hmm. the family unit. Yeah. Um, like this guy was going to cheat regardless of whether it was with Alex or with somebody else. Like he, yes. he, it's just the reality is he was going to cheat. Um, yeah, it, it's Im- Im- implied very early on that this is now a sexless marriage because they have a yes. child. So, right. So that, that they, there's already 
plenty of issues in this marriage. And uh, uh, it's easy to put all the blame on Alex for everything falling apart. But like this marriage was already having issues. And uh, Mm -hmm. that's what's, I think, interesting a lot about these uh, Yuppies in Peril, witch, uh, killer kid movies. I mean, it's all kind of the same thing. You have the family unit that seems perfect on the outside from, you know, people watching. But we know that there are already issues starting to come to play. And when they bring in this outside force, it just makes everything like 10 times worse and everything comes to the surface. And uh, in some ways, it's cathartic, I would say, you know, (laughs) because um, it's it it, it, uh, at least they're not repressing everything. At least things are coming to the surface in very dangerous and disturbing ways. But like, you know, whatever. What are you going to do? Maybe they can heal. Who knows? All it took was little little Alex or little Esther and, (laughs) uh, you know, just uh, (laughs) just to make him a happy family again. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Every family therapist needs an Alex. What was her name from The Guardian? It was like uh, Camilla. Camilla, yes, yes. <laughs> we could all use a Camilla. <laughs> Give me my baby. Whack. Oh, <laughs> man. Beautiful film. <laughs> yeah, but this and the stepfather kind of kicked off that whole era. There were a couple earlier ones like, you know, Body Heat and uh, Body Double, uh, Jagged Edge, Blue Velvet, but. Um, Everything's sort of coming to a boil here, quite literally. Oh, with this movie. I see what you did there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, so by the time you get to 92, it's just like erotic thriller central here, you know? Basic Instinct, Hand the Rocks the Cradle, Single White Female, a million other, was, other ones that came out. You know, it was just oh, the time. What a time to be alive. Such a sexy time. Remember when people had sex? Oh, no, I don't. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was born in 1999. I do not remember sex of any kind. <laughs> sex does not exist. Yeah, I mean, you see Glenn Close's breasts here, and they're nice. And uh, there's just some nice sex scenes in this, too. And it's yes. it's, it's it's great. Equal opportunity it's, as well. She, yeah, you she see his butt. shows her fun bags, and, and he shows mm-hmm. his booty. Yeah. You know, yeah. that that is, is what I call equity in a sex scene. Well, you know, Fatal Attraction is, of course... A 1987 American psychological thriller film directed by, is it Line or Lynn? I think is it's it Line? Line. I think. Okay, we'll go with Line. I, I Adrian think. Line uh, from a screenplay by James Dearden based on his 1980 British short film called Diversion. The film was adapted by Mr. Dearden um, from, like I said, from his earlier film. Uh, he explains that in late 1986, Producer Stanley R. Jaffe asked him to look at the script developed by Dearden, and he wrote a four-page memo making suggestions, including new edit, including a new ending. A few weeks later, Meyer met with director Adrian Lin Line and gave him some additional suggestions. Um, ultimately, Meyer was asked to redraft the script on the basis of his suggestions, which ended up being the shooting script. Uh, producers had some serious doubts about casting Glenn Close because uh, they did not think she could be sexual enough for the role of Alex, apparently. Okay. Uh, she's yeah, gorgeous. I, think, I don't uh, really know why they... I think she was mostly known for, like, this, the, the kind of, like, Earth Mother kind of, you know, angelic roles at that point. So they were like, can she get dark and dirty and, you know... And boy, can she. Uh, Barbara Hershey was originally considered for the role, which would have been interesting, too. I could see it. Um, yeah, I could see it. Uh, several actresses auditioned, uh, but they were almost all turned down. Close was persistent, and after she met with Jaffe several times in New York, she was asked to fly out to Los Angeles and read with Michael 
Douglas in front of Line and Lansing. Uh, before the audition, she let her naturally frizzy hair go wild because she was impatient uh, at putting it up. And she wore a slimming black dress she thought made her look fabulous to the audition. Oh, interesting. Well, it worked. I mean, something. Yeah, I mean, it went through. Close and Douglas performed a scene from early in the script where Alex flirts with Dan in a cafe and Close came away convinced my career was over, that I was finished. I had completely blown my chances. Oh, um, but that was not the case. That was not the no. case. Um, Classic actor. The, right. I know. That's how it goes sometimes with auditions. Sometimes you think you give the, like this terrible performance and uh, it ends up, you know, getting in the part or yeah. opposite. Sometimes you think you do this amazing <laughs> performance and, uh, you know, it just like, you suck. <laughs> yeah. Right. Not what they're looking for, I guess. <laughs> Every uh, fucking time. I'm like, that was yeah. great. And I don't get the part. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you're just like, it's... wonder owl, owl of bed. Don't do anything and just come in and like read <laughs> from a s- script and that's the part that you get you're like, really? you're like that's great that's that's what I we're looking put, for <laughs> i put no effort in, into that whatsoever and that's what i get cast in what the hell it's like Jesus. that friends episode where like joey has to go pee like the whole time and uh, oh, yeah. that's what they love they love that energy they that's that's what they want you're, you're very squirmy i like this yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, but yeah, anyway, Lansing and Line, uh, they loved it, and they thought she was right for the role. Um, they stated that uh, she had an extraordinary erotic transformation. She was this tragic, bewildering mix of sexuality and rage. I watched mm-hmm. Alex come to life. And uh, Glenn Close did her research here, too. She consulted several psychologists, hoping to understand Alex's psyche and motivations. Um, I would love for her to like write a book about Alex <laughs> at some time, just Ooh, to... Yeah. Um, and like you said, she was uncomfortable with the bo- with the bunny boiling scene, which she thought was too extreme. Uh, but she was assured by the consulting psychologist that such an action was entirely possible and that Alex's behavior corresponded to someone who had experienced incest- incestual sexual abuse as a child. Oh. oh. I wow. guess that's the implication. Mm. Well, I, I guess so, because with her father, she's like weirdly yeah. obsessed with him and right. keeps a little hmm. scrapbook. Yeah, and you already talked about like what the alternate ending was like, you know, uh, it was her uh, throat slashed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she uh, kills herself to Madame Butterfly. Right. And she uses the knife that he had touched in the previous scene. So his fingerprints are on it and the cops come and they and they take him away. But then Beth finds the um, the tape recording that was in the uh, the player upstairs in his office and she's like oh my god this proves that that she was crazy and so she runs out of the house and you think that she might you know use that to kind of free him in some in some some way but that was you know it was a little it was maybe more realistic but you know i think the audience wanted a little more you know va va voom right exactly uh, Glenn Close didn't really like that either, but she eventually agreed to do it. Um, she has said that she was very protective of her character, um, whom she never thought of as a villain. She said, I was general, I was playing a generality. I wasn't playing a cliche. I was playing a very specific, deeply disturbed, fragile human being whom I had grown to love. However, though the ending made Alex a psychopath against her wishes, she has also acknowledged that the film would not have experienced the enormous success it did without the new ending, because it gave the audience a sense of catharsis, a hope, and somehow, that somehow the family unit would survive this nightmare. 
Yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, you know, I don't hate the original ending, but it's just sort of, it is kind of anticlimactic. You're like, really? That's it? It is. It is. Interestingly, the Japanese release used the original ending. Fascinating. Hmm. They're like, they can handle it over there. Uh, It also appeared on a special edition VHS and Laserdisc released by Paramount in 1992 and was included on the film's DVD release a decade later. Um, But yeah, this movie was released on September 18th, 1987 by Paramount Pictures. Uh, It received positive reviews from critics, uh, but generated a lot of controversy, as is often the case. Um, It became a huge box office success, especially for the 80s. I mean, this is nuts. $320 million against a $14 million budget. Like, that's 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 crazy. Avatar yeah these days by today today's standard that's crazy <laughs> so it's made 45 billion for inflation <laughs> right <laughs> oh man that's yeah that's that's nuts that's impressive uh, it is um and the Aca- the academy awards even liked it you know they uh, there were six nominations it was, you got best picture nominated for best picture uh, best director best actress for glenn close best supporting actress for archer best adapted screenplay and best film editing so there you go. Glenn should have won. Just put it she out there. She should have. Who won that year? Cher for Moonstruck, which right. I like Moonstruck. It's a yeah. cute movie, but it's not. Right. It's just not Fatal Attraction. Yeah, it spent eight weeks at number one in the U.S., where it was the second highest grossing film of 1987, behind Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> That's quite wow. a, a, <laughs> a double feature there. <laughs> what was going on that year? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> God. We have adulterers and mayhem and murder, and we have a heartwarming yeah. t- tale of three men trying to raise a baby. Three men, hmm. yeah. It was the uh, year of of the family, truly. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, Time magazine said the film brings horror home to a place where the grown up moviegoer actually lives. Mm. Okay. Uh, True. Uh, the New York Times said the film would become a long-standing favorite with audiences, writing, Years hence, it will be possible to pinpoint the exact moment that produced Fatal Attraction, Adrian Lyons' new romantic thriller, and the precise circumstances that made it a hit. Uh, do we have anything from our dear Ebert in here? Let's I see. did watch a review that they did on this yeah. la- what last did they say? night. Um, Siskel surprisingly liked it more. He okay. said the ending was a little schlocky, but he liked it all together. Mm-hmm. That's surprising. Ebert yeah. actually thought it was fantastic until the last half hour, starting with the the bunny and the 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 um the scene with Anne Ar- Archer in the car, all the way up until the the ending. He called it a very Friday the Thirteenth kind of ending. He didn't care f- for it, and even basically said he wouldn't recommend it. And then Siskel was like, oh, come on. Come on, Roger. It's fantastic. And he was like, all right, fine. But I would just pre- pre- prepare to be disappointed. Hmm. So Roger was a little um, not really on the mark with this one, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably liked the sex a lot. So probably. <laughs> There's That's that. Probably why he liked the first part. He was like, oh, yeah. Glenn Close. Glenn Close. Yeah. Yeah. And the child is never directly in peril. I mean, kind of when she takes yeah. him to the 
to their her sorry them <laughs> to very confused. them the, the non-binary child as we yes. uh, as established here um <laughs> takes the child to the you know fair or whatever it is yeah i mean amusement it's, park like that's i, I mean and, and that's after the bunny so she'd already lost yeah. me so like that was kind of just a bridge too far i was like really you're gonna right. kidnap the kid but also the kid like is clearly not that smart because when you were their age, would you just go with a stranger to an amu- amusement park? Like, what is that? Like, even if the, if they were like, I'm a friend of your mommy and daddy. Like, why would you do that? Like, yeah. you'd be like, hello, teacher. Uh, this stranger's trying to pick me up and take me to an amusement park. Right. So I think in the common. I mean, they, they did. I think in the, in the 70s and 80s, there was less of a parental oversight for that kind of thing. I, it was yeah. kind of just like, go live your lives. I don't know. But uh because, yeah, I remember in the 90s being specifically, like, taught, like, don't go going to a car oh, with strangers God, no. and blah, 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 no. blah, blah. But. Uh... And this was the 80s. I mean, sh- Alex could have been a Satanist, God forbid. <gasps> well, yeah, yeah. Satanic panic. That's that's the one thing that's missing from the movie. You know, her <laughs> satanic, satanic, panic. satanic origins here. <laughs> <laughs> like, drawn a pit, pit pentagram, like, you will be mine, Dan. Yeah. You will be mine. <laughs> It would have only taken one extra little scene. Then it would have had everything. <laughs> <laughs> She's just so over the top. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's just hard to be offended by it because it's just so ridiculous. Um, I know uh, psychiatrists have said that like this is a film illustration for borderline personality disorder. Uh, right. But a very again over the top version. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's I, I feel like it's pretty spot on until you start getting to like the last half a- yeah. hour where it does become more of like, well, she doesn't really have a disorder. Now she's just a complete psychopath, you know. Right. Right. But yeah. Yeah. then again, the psychopath stuff makes it more fun. So I'm like, uh... yeah, I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, movies are supposed <laughs> to be entertaining, right? I mean, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just saying like, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> I think people that go into like watching series or series or movies for realism sometimes i'm like eh, realism is kind of boring sometimes sorry yeah, i hate to say it but like, overrated. it is what it is i think this movie does actually kind of an interesting balancing act where mm-hmm. like it does give you some of the realism but then it also gives you some of the fantastical you know larger than life movie elements that you expect totally. from you know movies so that's that's I think what makes yeah. it so great, honestly, is you get kind of the I best so of too. both worlds. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a great mix. It's it's it, the setup is realistic enough to where you're like, I buy this, yeah. and then it just it just sort of takes it to a very over the top kind of wild place. But right, you know, yeah, it, it's that setup that'll always get you. You know, if the characters right. seem real enough, and the world seems real, 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 real enough, you'll go along. And I I can understand like at the time um like women you know feminists being upset about this yeah i can understand at the time i think enough time has passed that you can kind of look back at this and be like oh like it's just so over the top that it's 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 hard yeah. to even i don't know take it take seriously these days but I don't. interesting how these films tend tend to age because i remember basic instinct was also under a lot of criticism because Catherine was by and right. they thought it was a bad representation of bisexuality and the films don't change but we do you know yeah. i always say that and uh, it's true and I, I don't know where my train of thought is 
gone. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> are you on the day quill this week? Maybe. Maybe I should be. Maybe Who's it on would the day give quill me some insights. This week? Let me think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, this movie had a uh, grade of A on the cinema score scale. What? Look at that. A? Look at that. People were fucking weirder in the early and the late 80s and early 90s. And I miss it. You know, they put up with more weird shit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think of all the movies that came out from about this time until like, you know, mid 90s. And like, it really Mm -hmm. was actually a pretty good time. I mean, I think traditional horror was not in the best place. Right. But the sort of, you know, social thrillers and sexy thrillers and like that was in a really wonderful, happy place. Mm-hmm. and the yeah. dark comedies you know death becomes yeah. her and you know all those and absolutely yeah it's uh yeah underrated period uh i think it kind of gets the short end of the stick because people are like oh it was just such a weird time and blah 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 but i'm like that's kind of what made it so interesting too i mean there was yeah, just there were... it, it, people there were just these main mainstream movies that like did shit that like you wouldn't see today because it's yeah just, it was just so over the top for for today anyway um, it, well, yeah. it, it was almost like taking what made like the sort of 80s slasher stuff such a big hit, but then layering on top of it all this gloss and high production values and actually right. giving it a, an adult story with great a- actors and directors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so right. it, it sort of takes some of the trappings of those movies that made them crowd pleasers but adds this sort of class on top, which it just, oh, it's just so delicious. I love it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can see the through line between this and even something like Scream and 96, like, you know, which is technically a slasher movie. Yes. But it has all this other, like you said, gloss and uh, character development and things that like you wouldn't see in too many slasher movies before this. And um, yeah, a big budget and stars. Mm. Uh, So it's like, I, I, I do think, uh, a lot of the late 90s slashers we got in part because of these erotic thrillers in the early part of the absolutely decades i mean there's there's um everything is connected in that way so yeah yeah i love a big budget horror thriller yeah yeah i know i i i, I miss them yeah i feel like we I don't too. get them as much anymore i mean big budget horror movies in general are yeah rare <laughs> yeah they're um, like this yeah. cost 1.2 mil I'm like oh right okay. exactly okay. all right well <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. And yeah, it's like they could be spending more money on these horror movies because they they yeah. make they make a lot of money at the box office. So it's exactly. not like they have to only spend like two million dollars. But they just that's just no. what they do. They're like, oh, yeah. I only have to spend like two million dollars, and it's going to make like a hundred million dollars. I'm like, well, it's like you could. Wouldn't it be cool like, if you spent more money though? I'd be interested an, to see what happens. Yeah. It's like what would happen if you spent an extra ten to get like Meryl Streep involved? What would that do? Yeah. Let's yeah, try yeah. that. Let's let's yeah. just kind of see what 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 would happen. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I've no. Have you noticed recently? Like you know, they they they're starting to do more like rom coms again a little bit, and instead mm-hmm. of hiring like today's stars, they are hiring like the stars from the nineties and two thousands yeah. because mm-hmm. there are no stars today. Like I mean, I really exactly. think that is a big part of it. Like I mean, other than yeah. like Timothy Chalamet, like there's no fucking like stars anymore, and they have to yeah. go back to these older more mature actors t- to like bring people in it's um, a little surprising but, yeah yeah, it's yeah. Like there's a there was a movie i just heard about it's like a body swap movie with jennifer aniston and julia roberts and i'm like yeah. holy 1997 yeah. wow right. exactly 
Yeah. Like I'm intrigued. It, I mean, it's great. Yeah. I mean, I love that these you know more mature act- actresses are like getting work. I mean, I, I'm going to go see 80 for Brady this weekend because oh, absolutely. I just want to see, you know, fucking Lily Tomlin <laughs> and you know, Jane Fonda and Rita Moreno. I mean, come on, Sally Field. Duh. Sally Field. So I mean, the one thing that can make me care about a sports movie, come on, is this fucking casting. Just... Give me some women over 70 and I'm into Tom mm-hmm. Brady all of a sudden. <laughs> And then there's another one coming out next March. Did you see that with um, with Jane Fonda and Lily and Tomlin? Lily again. Tomlin, yeah. And like, a, wow. A, apparently, it's like a dark comedy about like uh, it's like Malcolm McDowell's in it, and I think uh, Richard Roundtree. I'm like, this is this looks very this great. enticing. <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> I love that shit. Yeah. So I guess that's the one benefit of there not really being movie stars today is that you have to get movie stars from like the past to like, yeah. if you're going to do like a, a star studded movie, I guess. I mean, I do wonder what this is going to do for the future of movies because yeah. I mean, we really don't have stars. I mean, e- even right. the ones that are in all these big superhero movies, they're not the stars. It's the characters right. that, that are, you know, because mm-hmm. because when 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 they branch off and try to do something, usually those things flop. So it's not them that are bringing the butts in the seats. So I really don't know. I don't know what the future's going right. to be. You know, yeah. what's a star? I don't, I don't know. A star is born. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I hope a few are very soon because yeah, we, need, we, 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 need we don't have any anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to stars? Whatever happened Whatever to Ann Miller? <laughs> yes, to <laughs> Ann Miller and <laughs> Ann Rankin and <laughs> all the Annies. <laughs> Whatever happened to class? Class. Hmm. There ain't no actors to open up a film. <laughs> <laughs> it's all it's a bunch of uh, unknowns who I don't know what to say. Marvel whores <laughs> and. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Blumhouse. What yes. a shame. What a <laughs> drought. I don't know. Uh, oh, but, but yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I don't know how that has to do with anything, but uh, you can't you can't cut any of it. So well, we because uh, <laughs> Glenn Close and Michael Douglas are stars, baby. Anyway, what is going on in this great oh. film? Well, we have this very happy family unit. Mm-hmm. We've got Dan and his wife Beth, oh, Dan. and their uh, their non-binary child, Ellen. <laughs> yes, as we've established. Yes, Dan is this attorney, and he's taking Beth to this big book release party thing. And while they're there, his friend hits on this lady named Alex, and is immediately shot down. And he thinks it's very, very funny. He's like, "Oh, if looks could kill," <laughs> and. He goes to get a drink, and who does he sit next to but this lady named Alex? And they have, like, a little yeah. sort of flirtation, and, and like, then she's, she's like, is that your wife over there? And he's like, yeah. And so they're like, uh, it's not going to happen, you know. And um, then something happens where Beth and Ellen have to go out of town for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And he's got to work. And they bring in this person. And who does this person at work turn out to be? but Alex and they have another little flirtation because he's eating a bagel and gets a little cream cheese on his nose. And she's like, you got some cream cheese on your nose, you silly goose. And, (laughs) and you know, the meeting ends and it's raining and he's like, you know what? Let's, let's go get a drink somewhere. And they start talking and, 
and because I don't think having more. dinner with with anyone's a crime, you know. No, of course not. Yet. not. <laughs> you know, of course not yet. But then pretty soon, you know, she's talking all about like, are you discreet? And he's like, what does that mean? And she's like, oh, well, I mean, <laughs> come back to my place. And then they start fucking on the uh, kitchen sink. It's, and, uh, it's funny. Discreet means like a very different thing to the gay community. So it's 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 interesting <laughs> yeah, to watch that nowadays. I know. I'm like, what is? Some are you on the, the down low, DL? Michael Douglas? What's going on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I would watch a gay version of this, you know, with uh, just, that this, would be this... interesting. Yeah, closeted Ooh. man being, you know. <gasps> now see that raises up. the stakes. I like that. Hmm. And she is a successful uh, editor, and that yes. this is not just you know some you know random person. And she's, yeah, I uh, mean, she seems pretty together at first. Right. You know, she's right. you know she's. Yeah kind of got her life together it seems and uh yeah. and so they're having Which this it, little flame. in fairness a lot of us you know seem that way <laughs> that's true uh you know who, who knows what's lurking under the surface for some people but yeah let this be a warning <laughs> i mean mm-hmm. we all have a little bit of alex forest in us mm-hmm. and so they're doing it on the sink then they do it in the bedroom and then they're like you know what you want to go out to the club and they go to the club and they're dancing and then they come back and they fuck some more and then he leaves he leaves in the morning and he goes back home. He's kind of feeling a little guilty, you know. And and then she calls and she's like, I I I, I, w- I woke up and you weren't here. And I was I was just I was really worried. Like, do you want to spend the day together? And he's like, I got to walk the dogs. And she's like, bring them. I I cook and I love animals. And, <laughs> and so they they spend the day together in the park running with the dogs and stuff. And then at one point he fakes a horror, a hard, a heart attack and she freaks out and she's like, don't you do that. My father died in front of me when I was a little girl from a heart attack. And he's like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, ha gotcha. <laughs> it's not, it's not really true. And he's like, wow, she's got a really fucked up sense of humor here. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. And, um, which to be fair, I'd be like, I'm into this, but like, you know, <laughs> I'm intrigued, Alex. I'm intrigued. And, Tell me, more <laughs> and so you know they're having a good old time and she's making spaghetti that's her specialty and they're mm-hmm. listening to madam butterfly and dan's all like you know i had this great moment with my dad when we went to see this and i was so upset because she dies at the end and he was comforting me and and um and this would know, kind of become a hallmark of the yuppies in peril genre too. this uh listening to opera, opera. and yeah you know, it's uh and the rocks the cradle but the uh, gilbert and sullivan throughout that movie oh yeah. absolutely <clears throat> oh wandering one mm-hmm. beautiful um and <laughs> so then the day's over and he's like i gotta go back home and uh when he tries to leave she slices her wrists and he's like oh my god like what am I going to do here? Like she's a little unhinged and he like pad, pad, patches her up and stuff. And she's all like, you're just going to throw me out. Like, like I don't matter and stuff. You know, they come back. His family comes back and things are going okay. But then she keeps calling his office and his secretary is played by Lois Smith, which I didn't remember either. I don't, I don't know how I didn't pick up on this. Um, And, uh, and his boss is Fred Gwynn. Yeah. I forgot about that too from just a few weeks ago like what the hell right and uh and then eventually she shows up at the office and she's all like listen i'm so sorry that i put you through that i was just going through a really rough time and i want to make it up to you i got two tickets to madam butterfly and he's like i don't think that's a great idea like you know no no hard feelings but let's just leave this as it was and it seems like she's taken that and is gonna be fine 
Is this before or after she's just sitting there with the lamp, clicking it on and off? I think that's later, maybe. I think that's okay. after this, right? All right. Yeah, I, I couldn't remember. Because, she, yeah, because she already has the tickets by that point. Yeah. Yes. yes. So he goes back to his family, and she's just, like, sitting there in the corner, stewing, flicking that lamp on and off. We've all been there. Right? Losing um, her religion. <laughs> yeah. As she plays opera at a crazy mm-hmm. decibel. And so then, like, she keeps calling. Like, she will not stop calling his office constantly. And then she starts calling his house and he has to change his number. And it's just, it's so bad. It's so horrifying. So he tells his secretary, just if she calls again, do not put her through. And eventually she arrives and says that she is pregnant and it is definitely his kid because she doesn't sleep, sleep around. And he's like, don't blame me for this. And she's like, well, I think you should take a little responsibility. And in this moment, uh, he and Beth have been thinking about trying to buy a place in the country. So they're going to put their place on the market in the city. And one day uh, he, he walks in and he hears a familiar voice in the living room. And he's like, oh, dear God, no. How is this happening? <laughs> and he walks in and who is in there with Beth? But Alex, and she's pretending like she's interested in buying this apartment. And and she's like, I think I've met you somewhere b- before. And he's like, no, I don't think so. And she's like, the book party, the, J- the Japanese book party. Yes. And Beth is like, oh, you remember it, right, honey? And and, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, I never forget a face. And and then, oh, this is the scariest part. Um, She's been trying to get through to dan's number you know and she freaks out at the uh the uh, operator which is probably one of my favorite 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 (laughs) scenes because she's 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 got the oreos and the hagen dazs and the doritos Uh like all like stacked up on her bed and she's like Mm -hmm. i need to find the number and they're like i can't and she's like well fuck you (laughs) so she's been trying to find his new number so before she leaves, Beth is like, hey, if you need have any more questions, here's our new number. And she just hands it <laughs> to her and Dan's like, fuck. And so Alex leaves and Beth is all like, you look like you're really shaken up. And he's like, I'm just just a little tired, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so then he decides he needs to break into her house to find something he can use against her. So he right. finds a way to buzz in and go up and try to find something. All he really finds is this scrapbook about her father who died in like 1959 from a heart attack. So she was telling the truth in the park. Right. And he's talking to his f- friend and he's and and he's like, I in know, the library. Like, it's yeah, not quite a library, library research sequence, but it's a it's library rendezvous. Adjacent. It's adjacent. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, there's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. She's pregnant. And. Um, I made a big mistake and I don't know like what I can do. And um, so then he's basically like, I think I need to like confront her. So he confronts her and he's like, just leave me and my family alone, please. And she's like, what am I supposed to do? You won't return my calls. I'm not going to be ignored, Dan. (laughs) And he's like, just leave them alone. And 
so then he takes his family and they move to their place in the country. But does this stop Alex? Oh no. She's still leaving him threatening mixtapes and stalking him in the parking garage and like fucking up his car with acid and shit. And she's she dedicated. Even, she follows him home in the country so that she can spy on on him. And mm-hmm. and this mixtape thing, this little voice thing that she gives him is so unhinged. And like she's all like, I don't even think you like girls. I think you're gay and stuff. And it's right, like, what? Right. Like clearly he fucked you all weekend. I don't think he's gay. Yeah. Um And he, he's tried to go to the cops, but of course they're useless as always. Always. They're like, Well, he kind of brought it on himself. And he's like, Well, mm-hmm. gee, thanks for nothing. And mm-hmm. um and so she's, you know, spying on them and th- throwing up outside in the bushes and all this fun stuff. And <laughs> so then it comes to a head when Alex decides to sneak onto their prop property while they're gone and kills Ellen's pet rabbit and sticks it in a boiling pot. Yeah. And of course, Beth finds this and things don't end well. Dan's like, I finally just need to tell you, um, I had this affair and um, she's pregnant. And Beth is like, get the fuck out, you asshole. And then Dan gets a phone call from Alex. Alex and he's like I've already told her everything and he's like and she and she's like no you didn't and he's like oh well here's my wife and he put puts her on the phone and she's like if you come near my family again I'll kill you and as if she hasn't gone far enough (laughs) Alex decides that this would be a great time to check Ellen out of school and take her to a little amusement park so Beth comes to the school and she's like where's my kid and they're like oh well uh someone just checked her out I guess in the 80s the security standards weren't really that apparently that 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 big because they were just like letting (laughs) people get checked out willy-nilly you know (laughs) and um so as Beth is in the car freaking out. She has this big car wreck and she ends up in the hospital. Alex just drops Ellen off at the house like everything's a-okay. And now Dan has really had it. So he breaks into Alex's apartment and he strangles her crazy ass. But he stops himself because, you know, she's not worth it, you know. But then Alex gets a little knife happy and she picks up that butcher (laughs) knife and tries to stab him. And he gets the knife away from her and puts it down. And, you know, he, he, he leaves and he tells the police about all this insanity and they start to like, like they say they're, that they're looking for her and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. um, because you know, she's kidnapped a kid now. So now it's kind of a little bit more intense. Finally, they're going to sort of take it somewhat seriously. Oh, yeah, maybe (laughs) here's open. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to hold my breath. Um, Mm. And Beth gets released from the hospital and heads back to the country and everything's great. You know, she's about to take a nice hot bath and Dan's making some tea. And then who appears in the bathroom mirror with that big ass knife? But Alex. And she's like, Mm -hmm. who are you? What are you doing here? And she's like picking at herself with the knife. It's really fucked up. Mm -hmm. There's blood everywhere. It's just pulling around her feet. And Beth is like, hey, Dan, come get your mistress. And (laughs) Alex. Alex just starts charging at her, trying to kill her. And like, they're on the floor and she's like kicking her and stuff. And then here comes Dan and he runs in and throws her into the bathtub and drowns her until she's dead. Or is she? Because then she leaps back up and Beth comes in with a gun and just blows her away. And then the police come and all that jazz, but at least they're a happy family again. (laughs) The end. They survived 
the infidelity, the attempted murder, the rabbit murder. Mm. And, uh, but they're going to be stronger for it, you know? It's a lot of trauma. Man. But what about Alex? Yeah, we never get confirmation that she was actually pregnant or not. She says she was. I wonder. But, yeah. Uh, well, we don't you know. know. He, he does call the doctor at some point because she tells him to. And he's like, and the doctor congratulated me. So I don't know what he told her, yeah. but the, you know. So I yeah. guess it must be true, unless she's like bribing him. <laughs> like who knows? Know. <laughs> Maybe it's like her friend from the book comp company. It's not even like a doctor. He's just like <laughs> could she's be. Like here's fifty bucks if this guy calls. Just be like, <laughs> yep, yeah, she's pregnant. They might who leave knows? it a little intentionally vague, just so it's not like oh, he's killing her and the baby by shooting her. And, oh, yeah. Uh, but, 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 I mean, that is probably what's happening, but Maybe. at least there's a possibility that she was faking it and then it leaves <laughs> yeah. it in the audience's mind. Like, who knows? Yeah. They're like, we can't go that far. Think of the, the unborn child. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, grow up, please. Yeah. Uh, that's the least of the concerns here. Yeah. I mean, that child would not have had a good life. Great movie. Great movie. Oh, so good gripping truly gripping. gripping like as i watched it last night i was like i feel like i've seen this a, a million times i'm not going to be grabbed i'm I'm just going to be you know yawning and oh no yeah. no i was gripped the entire fucking time like what yeah. a great just well constructed movie mm-hmm. great acting it's, it's, yeah like i said it gives you like everything you get like romance and horror and drama and mm. uh everything it's 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 great and uh what more could you and want? if there's any time you're about ready to like zone out a little bit, there's like a big jump scare or something that like yeah. grabs you back in. It's it's great. It's like I forgot about the scare where he's listening to the tape upstairs yeah. and all of a sudden his wife comes in and, and, and he's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Formative film. Oh, God. I mean, the amount of ripoffs. I mean, the Lifetime movie channel would not exist without this, this movie. True. Very like, true. Mm-hmm. Every film that they've made is directly because of this movie it's true and i believe they used to play this movie on a loop back in the back in the 90s probably yeah that might be where i first saw this actually i think it might have been lifetime it's like in between episodes of designing women (laughs) it's like (laughs) fatal attraction (laughs) not a bad lineup if i do say so so myself And that was the night the lights went out in Georgia. I mean, who's and now fatal attraction. <laughs> like Julia Sugarbaker or Alex Forrest. Like who would win in a fight? Ooh. I'm really not sure. Yeah, that would be frightening. Huh? That would be great. Well, Julia would like out monologue her, and yes, uh, she'd be like, "Alex, you need to grow up. Dad <laughs> is not interested in you, and I am just appalled that you are a woman because I put think that you knife are a down crazy right woman. now." <laughs> You make other women look crazy. <laughs> he is just not that into you. <laughs> Audience cheers. Wow. Go, Julia. <laughs> so great. So great. That would be really fantastic. Alex could be working on like a design book, you know, and, and she travels to Georgia where they are. And, yeah. And she gets obsessed with Anthony. She falls for Anthony. Mm. And they're mm-hmm. like, leave Anthony alone. He has been through enough. He was <laughs> falsely incarcerated. Leave him alone. <laughs> if that doesn't work out, she can uh, take a trip to Miami and hang out with our favorite Golden Girls. <laughs> I know. 
Her and Blanche can be like after the same same man. <laughs> At the rest of anchor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. <laughs> she just travels from like sitcom to sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! Cheers! Up next, <laughs> she comes to the bar and like, <laughs> like that one's hey, real crazy. Like, <laughs> I got you like, these it, baseball cards. It was one time in New York when I was pl- playing a game, and <laughs> she won't let let go of me. <laughs> oh my God! That would be so much fun. Oh, he's oh. going great. Uncle Jesse from Full House eventually just like, ruined his life. <laughs> She saw me at that oh, Beach great. Boys tribute show I did. How <laughs> <laughs> <Ha>, wooed. <laughs> she kidnaps Michelle and <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> like, like, hey, dude. <laughs> Possibilities. Oh, they endless. are endless. Well, do you have an overlook gem for today? I do, and it's it is one I have personally been overlooking for uh, twenty three years now. Wow! I just watched it on HBO Max. It's called Gossip. I don't know if you've mm. seen this magnificent film from two thousand. You know, I have, but it has in the been world, by the way many a year. Yes, kind of a teen thriller, right? It is. Yeah, it's well. It, well, it's uh, it's college. It's it's more mature ah, than that. Yes, so truly, yes. It's a, well, it's a college thriller, <laughs> um, because these people had been playing teens for a decade by this point, and they were like, I mm. think it's finally time they went to college. It's getting kind of sad, um, right? <laughs> and it's about this group of friends who like to play this game of gossip, where they make up rumors just to see how far they go and transform throughout the course of the spreading. And uh, they make up a rumor about this girl played by Kate Hudson, who um, they say she was raped by her boyfriend, Joshua Jackson. And it spreads to the point where she thinks that he actually did it, even though it's not really confirmed if he did or not. Mm-hmm. And like everyone turns against him. And then it it's just a lot of twists and turns. I don't even want to give that, mu- that much away because it's... It's right. it, it's a great cast. You have James Marston. Oh, beautiful um, James Marston. Unbelievable. And he's playing kind of an asshole in this, which is like an interesting sort of change of pace for him. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you have uh, Lena Hetty, right, from uh, mm. Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. This was before her, her fame just shot through the roof. Um, mm-hmm. Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead and the boondock saints and it's just a really great cast and uh yeah it's a it's a very entertaining i was surprised it's on hbo max now so check it out um and in uh, high definition i assume uh, well it was it was you know high-ish def high-ish <laughs> i don't really think it's like a 4k scan it might be like a no ups upscale from a dvd i don't know it, it <laughs> medium definition amazing but <laughs> yeah i guess it's better than vhs i don't know yeah um but it looks okay but it's yeah it was it was like it was a good time i was very impressed by how entertaining it was nice yeah i've been meaning to revisit that one and that uh the in crowd one. Oh my i always got those confused yeah me too and yeah. i yeah. i know i've seen the in crowd 
but it has been probably 20-something years, I guess. Yeah, yeah it's um, been a while. I do enjoy a nice little teen-slash-college thriller. Oh, yeah. It's always a good time. Always a good time. And it, it's got a lot of, like, you know, early 2000s vibes. Mm. And I was like, oh, this is really taking me back. This is nice. <laughs> a lot of jump cut editing and... It, it it gets a little the camera works a little crazy at times i'm like wow yeah yeah you you can just let it sit still for a second i mean you don't have to like, <laughs> has to always be moving it doesn't have to always move <laughs> like, yeah yeah well that's a fatal attraction mm-hmm. like we said great movie uh streaming somewhere i'm sure paramount plus it probably is on it I, I watched it on showtime i also saw it was mm. on paramount plus i think it's also on amazon so many oh, options okay. we have a special little treat next week for the holidays when i can tell you what it is but uh know. you know there's not too many options so you could probably you know i mean guess. there's like a handful but there's, still, yeah, there's some not many uh, yeah not, not, uh, sometimes i'm surprised there's not more but yeah yeah well there's that new um eli roth one apparently coming out did you see that yeah that looks like the same killer from valentine yeah. i'm like is this from the sequel? exact same killer so what is this? yeah i'm like what 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 is this what's mm. going on and it's like virtual reality or something, right? It's not even like a movie. It's like oh, a, yeah. It's isn't it some sort yeah. of like hmm. virtual reality thing? Hmm. I guess we'll see. I don't know. I he is actually making the Thanksgiving movie, right? I saw something. Uh, about I heard that. something about that. Yes. Like, is it already in production or something? I don't know. I, I don't know. Who can tell? As always, you can follow us. Facebook, Twitter, H-O-H-H podcast. Instagram, Homos on Haunted Hill. Um... I always feel like an announcer when I'm doing this section. Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> you can find us on iTunes. <laughs> Leave us a review if you would like. <laughs> Please be nice. And uh, Letterboxd. Uh, Patreon's down for now, but maybe we'll come back eventually. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, we'll see. Uh, this month is going to be kind of hectic for us later on, so we'll see how many we end up doing, but uh, we'll do as many as we can. And uh we're going to make it work for you. We're going to try our damn best. Mm-hmm. We're going to exactly. do it. Our way. Oh, we didn't mention that. R.I.P. Cindy Williams. She has mm-hmm. left this mortal coil, unfortunately. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, but at least she's up there with Penny now. So they're yeah. making their yeah. dreams come true. Who was the other big death recently? There was Lisa Loring from the Adams Family. Right. Oh, yeah. That was um, probably what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Oh, but was there another shit? There, there have been so many. Uh, uh, George Wilbur, who played Michael Myers in part mm-hmm. four, and I think part six. Um, yeah, he he just died. I, I swear there was an, another one. There have been yeah. so many, yeah. I can't keep track. It's hard, you know. I'm I'm still processing Stephen Sondheim, you know, and oh Angel Lansbury. Yeah, I know. But yes, we will continue with some probably some erotic type movies for the rest of the month. You don't know, and, uh, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. You know, um, tis the season, right? You yes. Know, for, uh, we will vengeful. bring the sex back to the cinema. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. Yes. It's um, our purpose. <laughs> it's good to have a purpose. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, in the meantime, have a a nice February. Stay warm if it's cold near you. And, That's uh, right. Yeah. And eat some chocolates. Eat some chocolates. And, Get uh, a Whitman well, sampler. <laughs> some Russell we'll Stover. be back next week. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, goodbye. Peace out, y'all. <laughs>